재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Do you like hip hop? Of course What do you like about it? Tell the story I love the art of hip hop Give me, give me, give me, give me some of that Hip hop, hip hop Baby, baby Give me some of that Hip hop, hip hop Baby, baby Fuck the beat Drop the beat. Give What's me, give up? me some of that hip hop. Let's hip hop again. It's now time for let's hip hop with our hip hop guru and mm-hmm. author of the book Hip Hop. Hada, Miss Kelly Song. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> what is up? Hello, hello. How have you been doing? I finished grading. Yay! <laughs> but not for long. You said in another couple of weeks or so you have mm, to do some. We more. have finals oh, coming God. up. That's tiring. And then school's over. Yes. I forget. I forget how college works so she said What's august or, or march so in korea you go on break on in like mid-december October. and then you have winter break till the first week of march <gasps> and so, that's a long so, fi- so that's why finals are coming up already yes. i'm like i don't get it why isn't it till march yeah. like we don't really have like the thanksgiving break as in right. america mm-hmm. so they just put, so it, they all just put it all together together mm-hmm. wow i don't know what's better i think i'd rather have this long vacation <laughs> me too <laughs> so you get midterm just mm-hmm. a couple weeks before finals yes and then we i mean finals are coming up in about seven weeks okay so yeah. two close. months before mm-hmm. that's really close though. it is but mm-hmm. I guess it's a good way to know where you're at, mm-hmm. right? Definitely. Okay. And know that you have a three-month vacation coming up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but poor you. You just got through this. It's, it's okay. okay. <laughs> you students have it worse because they have many classes. Yeah. Aw, what a great teacher That's actually are. very true. But I was thinking about being a teacher and how that one teacher has to see the same thing over, over, and over and over and over yeah. again. And it's usually the same bad thing over and over and over again. So it's a lot. But uh, fighting. And then when you Thank see that you. one gem in the rough, you're like, right. woo! Yes. <laughs> All refreshing. worth it. <laughs> well, we're excited to have you back here in the studio. Um, today, we are going to be talking about an artist that, in a way, ties into our question of the day, which mm-hmm. is kind of funny. So we've been asking everyone, what's a good way to bring some peace and quiet to your day? And you, my love, would probably need some of that every so often. I think for me, um, just listening to music, just yeah. taking a breather and, you know, putting, yeah, it, putting in the earphones. But you listen to hip hop. That's true, but it calms me. <laughs> that's not peace and quiet. It doesn't have to be slow right. to chill. If you parents out. said something, they'd be like, that's ruckus. <laughs> that's garbage. <laughs> but I love that. For some people, it's true. Mm. Music is their way out. Right. Um, and, and today, our question was some peace and quiet. Quiet. Yes. <laughs> Which brings us to our artist. Should I go in? Let's yeah. do it. Yes. <laughs> so. Um, the quiet. We, the, we, quiet. the quiet. <laughs> We're talking about the quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, his name is Shin Dong-gap, and he was born in 1985 um, in Anyang. And he actually moved straight to Gwangmyeong City, which is where Hwana, Hwana. yes, our <laughs> artist from last week, was born. And they mm-hmm. actually went to the same high school. So. And we said that Gwangmyeong is a happening place to be. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It definitely is. And um, I think sort of two memorable things that stood out for me when I interviewed him was... Um, First, um, how he got his love for hip hop really mm-hmm. is is two things. One is he fell in love with basketball. So in 1995, he started um, as an elementary schooler mm-hmm. watching NBA, and that's when he really got into um, just 
the love for basketball and that naturally ties to hip hop. Yeah, right. but basketball in the nineties was like amazing. It, I mean, everyone right. loved yes. basketball. It was amazing. Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was and, the best time. And he actually remembers buying a, a basketball magazine every month. And in the oh. magazine, they would give a poster. Oh, yeah. Right. And he would have it all over his wall. That's what we did back in the 90s. <laughs> like teeny bopper posters. Nobody right. has posters anymore. And sink and black Backstreet Boys. <laughs> right. And one memory that he recalls is that not a lot of his friends' parents let their chi- uh, children put basketball uh, posters up on the wall because yeah. mm-hmm. most of the players were predominantly black. Right. But his parents let him do that and he just remembers just falling in love with these players and um, their love for basketball as well Mm -hmm. so that's one memory and another memory that really stood out for me was that the 1997 and um Asian financial crisis. Right. That's when he really got into hip hop and the story is that uh, in the early 1990s his family had moved to the newest um, apartment in Kwangmyeong and his family was really doing well and then with the financial crisis his dad's business you know, failed and right. that's when he moved to sort of the most impoverished area of Kwangmyeong City and mm. he lived there for about 10-11 years mm. that's actually a story that a lot of people can mm. relate to at that time everyone um, was suffering so many people were affected by it mm. right and it was actually very hard for anybody to survive through it right um, most people lost everything that they had and had mm. to rebuild again so right. it's definitely something that a lot of people relate to as well mm-hmm. so definitely um, through sort of this time of economic struggle that's when he really um fell i mean he took music to sort of his comfort mm. so it's when he started listening to hip-hop and he remembers um this is a time when his best friend moves to Cheongdamdong, which is oh, an affluent area the right. beverly hills yeah. of korea so oh. they couldn't meet often but when he did come and visit the quiet uh, one day he left his cd player and in that cd player was puff daddy's no way out album <sighs> And until the next time he met his friend, he had that CD and CD player. Wow. And he replayed it over and over and over again. And he just fell in love with hip-hop. Oh, wow. What a story. Right? And it's the n- fate that they left the yeah. CD. It, it, it mm-hmm. is. And the next time him and his friend met, the quiet suggested to his friend, hey, why don't we start listening to hip-hop together? <laughs> and his friend said, okay, why not? <laughs> why not? Sure. <laughs> and it was funny. Um, it's interesting that his friend had sort of the economic means to buy CDs. Right. And so they together would go all over Seoul to CD shops that sold hip-hop to like CDs. The real hip-hop. Wow. <laughs> and then they would just start collecting. So they did this in the summer of 1999, and he said by winter they had 100 CDs. <gasps> That's a lot. And can all, you imagine? All funded by his friend. His friend. His friend. His friend. <laughs> his friend. Yes. Well, you know, if you're living in Cheongdamdong during yes. those times. Right. Yeah. And CDs back then, I'm sure Were it wasn't expensive. Yeah, it wasn't cheap at all, especially yeah. if it was um, imported. imported. Wow. We debuted in 99, and even our albums were not the cheapest. It's like so $17. To get an imported one was, whoo, 100 mm-hmm. of And 100 of those. By their, yeah, this month's band. Best. Good friend. Yeah. Right? Uh, well, we are going to continue talking about The Quiet, but first we do want to play a song. Can you tell us a little bit about this one? Mm-hmm. So this one is from his third album called The Real Me, and the song's title is 진흙 속에서 피는 꽃. And I think a rough translation would be The Flower That Blooms in the Mud. Mm-hmm. And this one Perfect. features MC Meta from Karyun and Kibi. Kibi. We spoke about, you, you wrote about him as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Check it out.
결코 넘을 수 없다던 틀러 모습을 접어 레이스에 목숨을 걸어 숨을 더 거칠게 몰아시며 수첩에 꿈을 적어 We would love to listen to the entire song, but of course, it's a bit long. (laughs) We want to talk more about him. So So going back to um, his days when he was collecting CDs with his friends, (laughs) it was (laughs) actually a time when he also logged on to um, personal computer communities or PC Mm. community, as we Uh talked about. And here he would search for lyrics, like translations of the lyrics and find Korean translations online. And I remember he told me it was such a shock to him when he found out Tupac and Biggie were not friends. I mean, they were not alive. Oh, they weren't alive. Oh, because 97? 99. Okay. Oh, so he thought that they were... A few years. Because he just didn't... We didn't have that information. Oh, that's right. (laughs) This happened during our high school years. Right. So when he found out, it was such a shock (laughs) to him. And then it's in 2000, when he was in high school, that he actually goes and visits a rap competition that his friends participated Mm in. And up until this time, he didn't really think of himself as a rapper. But when he saw his friends on stage, mm-hmm. he's like, I can do something that. Something sparked in him. He's like, Psh, that's nothing. <laughs> like Eminem. <laughs> right. And then um, after the competition, they had an open mic um, stage. Mm-hmm. And he got on and he didn't have any lyrics written. Um, so he just <gasps> remembered a Puff Daddy verse oh, that he had wow. memorized. Uh-huh. And um, he remembers just doing it. And he said something just clicked in him. Like, this is something that's going to work out. It was so natural this for him. This was meant to be. Yeah. And uh, he remembers he won. It was a sort of recurring rap competition. So mm-hmm. they had series after series. So he wanted to um, participate in the competition. And it took a couple, I think, weeks. And then he got prepared and competed. And Did how you know the outcome? outcome? I think... He said he didn't do so well, but he knew that uh, it was going to work out in the end. Good thing he didn't quit. Right? I mean, no. just because you didn't do well doesn't mean it's not like mm-hmm. calling. I think something just ignited in him. Mm-hmm. So, so what more did he do after that? Mm-hmm. I mean, he did this um, competition that was the first one that he actually, actually went on stage for. Yes. And then, right. so that was the first time he grabbed the mic. And then in 2001, he actually starts going to the Hata Center oh. where MC Meta was. Holding hip hop seminars. All about the Haja Center back right? then. Uh-huh. And um, he remembers just going every Sunday mm-hmm. and um, just, you know, hanging out with his friends uh, at the Haja Center. And he remembers 2002 and 2003 as sort of a time where there was no hope mm-hmm. for the underground scene because when he went and saw underground shows, only 30 guests would come. Oh, like, in that sense. The most, okay, got right. it. So, um, but look at things now, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, how things have changed. Right. So, um, we have an important story coming up in 2004. And we'll save that Ooh, then for yes. the fourth and final segment. Yes. There's still a lot more to talk about mm-hmm. with The Quiet, but uh, we're going to play you another track. This one is featuring a lot of different artists. Yes. Yes. It's featuring Be Free, Dogopshan, Palo Alto, and Jonggigo. And the song is called Be My Love. And it's a remix version on the fourth album called The Quiet Storm. Check it out. We'll see you in the fourth and final segment. Yeah. Oh man, this, this is so smooth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You gotta love it. Mm. Okay, so it's the remix. And I just got one question. One question. Would you be my love? Come on. I'm asking. Come on. Why not? Hey yo, look, girl, I'ma be honest. 
Welcome back to the fourth and final segment. We still got our girl Kelly song in the studio. We are Let's Hip Hop In. That's even a verb. We're breaking down <laughs> the artist, The Quiet. Yeah. And we kind of talked about where he got his start, his mm-hmm. love, uh, even his first performance type of thing. And he's a quite good looking guy. Mm-hmm. I like he. <laughs> now, mm-hmm. when does it start getting professional? So, um, 2004 is a real life turning, um, life changing moment for The Quiet. Mm-hmm. And um, what what is life-changing about it is that him, Jerry, Kay, and Make Sense, who were all part of Soul Company, they win a chance uh, to go to Japan for four nights and five days. Mm -hmm. And this is sort of the first time The Quiet has ever been abroad. Okay. Period. And then... When did did The Quiet join Soul Company? So this is right before Soul Company is actually created. And um, so they, the three of them who were all friends at the Haja Center, they went a trip to Japan and they go there. And this is a time when Japan was really just full of hip hop. Yes. Mm. And the underground scene was huge. Huge. And the whole city he just remembers was just hip hop. Like the people were wearing hip hop clothes. The songs that were playing on the streets were all hip hop. Even for us, early 2000s, we went there and it was all hip hopped out. Mm -hmm. The clubs. Well, everything. this is early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About, so when we so, went. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think he was just shocked. And he just says there were, uh, he remembers that there were b- more record shops than coffee stores. Mm-hmm. Right. And here, they were just culturally shocked. And the question was, what do we do after we've seen this? When we are going back to Korea, mm-hmm. and there's practically, he said, no hope oh. for musicians. What do we do? How do we create a scene of our own? Right. And this question led them to actually you know let's form a label of our own and that is soul, soul company. company got Going it to japan inspired them to do so mm-hmm. and so you know by when they were at Hata center about a dozen people had already you know formed a group and there was just a lot of energy in between them mm-hmm. and you know the soul company officially formed and they came out with their album the bangers which we <laughs> talked I about remember, okay. yes. <laughs> and the bangers it took six months to sell a thousand cds right. and at that time it was pretty much a big deal in the underground yeah, scene. Yeah, I consider sell, that a success. Yeah, a thousand CDs. That's huge. Right. right. And so um, Soul Company really just becomes sort of the first um, successful underground independent hip-hop label in right. Korea uh, from 2004 to 2010. They really just dominated the scene. And it also, the significance of this label is that they brought in a lot of young fans, mm-hmm. especially young female fans. Which opened the door for more artists and, mm-hmm. right? More opportunities. Opportunities, and more right. Mm-hmm. So, and it's in 2010 that The Quiet decides to leave Soul Company and create another label of his own. And that's what we know now as Illinaire And we'll get into that in a moment. Uh, this next one is also from The Quiet. Mm-hmm. This is from his third album called The Real Me. And the song is called Hambampunin Inzing, which I think a rough translation would be Just One Life to Live. And mm-hmm. it's interesting that his 2015 album is called One Life to Live. Perfect. Just mm-hmm. mm-hmm. one. Just 
Look at all of us bobbing our heads. Just the music on that track itself is making me want to get up and dance. I like it. But don't. (laughs) Yes, I won't. Uh, But we ended off on a really big Mm -hmm. name. Yes, Illinois Records. I mean, dude, they ill it. Illinois. So in 2011, January 1st, uh, mm-hmm. Illinois Records is formed uh, the quiet with Toki as both co-founder and co-CEO. Mm-hmm. And um, in 2012, they also bring in Benzino, who was sort of the hottest rookie in the scene. Now, I don't mean to cut you off, mm-hmm. but do you know why he went from um, from having such a long relationship with his first ever company, mm-hmm. Soul Company, and then deciding to go off on his own can you talk mm-hmm. about it yes so i think the reason is because soul company um although it started as a label mm-hmm. what really was underlying it was sort of the spirit of of a crew and right. sort of friendship right. and when that meets business there were conflicts it oh, happens no. it yeah. happens with all the love of hip-hop and mm-hmm. all that stuff that's- and and it's so sad to hear because you start off all together. Right. right. From from the bottom up, you made this company. And they were together yeah. for more than it's 10 like their years. Baby. It's their 20s. Tw- oh. Their 20s oh. was spent on some right. company. But when you're young. Mm-hmm. And I think sort of the number of people involved in it had to do with... Also. The, yes. So it was more than a dozen people. So right. many people in the game. That means it's so many voices and right. so many different And views. then hip-hop artists. <laughs> all artists are very stubborn and they have, they're very strong strong and adamant about but he was obviously destined for bigger things i mean yeah we know that toki is super duper duper rich Mm -hmm. so did that make the quiet as rich (laughs) i think so that's my biggest question well we know toki is because he flaunts it and he wants everybody to know i worked Mm -hmm. hard for my money (laughs) exactly but because if the quiet is the co-founder and he is yes i think he's he's equally right quiet about it oh but he's not too quiet about it in his <laughs> lyrics because he always has um, songs like Came From the Bottom and right. whatnot uh-huh. when he's talking about his True. roots and coming right. to where he is today. So, mm. Eleanor was formed, Benzino yes. joined. Benzino joined, and Benzino's the only um, signed artist on the label. Oh. Even right now? Even right now. Oh, so, it's really? the three of them. It's I, sort of the trifecta. Right. Oh. Yeah. right. And I think they like to keep it small because of what happened with, with Soul, Soul Company. Company. Okay. So, yeah, the three of them, I think, are really sort of the first self-made hip-hop like yeah. rap stars yeah. and they're proud Korea. of it and they're like we don't need anybody else we make all the money we need <laughs> we keep it to right. ourselves <laughs> and sort of their really just visibility yeah. you know through Instagram and whatnot has made them sort of the hip-hop um, true sort of rap stars in Korea today and you know we see words like swag circulate mm-hmm. in Korean all popular culture right. and you can see sort of you know the growth of hip-hop i think through them as well and i think for the quiet it's really important for him to represent kwangmyung mm. so <laughs> well, <laughs> yes so um in his songs he always likes to say you know i'm that hometown rap hero from kwangmyung city right. yeah. and when i was talking to him he was telling me how it's it's enough if a boy or a young kid living in Gwangmyeong is listening to his music Aww. and saying, I can I can become that and I can make it out. And you know what? Right. It's not even just Gwangmyeong. He's Anywhere. What he's trying to say is, I come from a small little town right. and I'm where I am now and it's possible for all of you. Yeah. You know, It's not just hope. for that kid in Gwangmyeong. Right. It's for anybody in that small little town who thinks that that's too far away from me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so anything's out of possible. my reach. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's beautiful. Right. And I think for Tuki and the Quiet, hip-hop it's 
he, the quiet expressed it almost as an obsession he has mm-hmm. with hip hop and sort of the lifestyle, uh, the hip hop lifestyle. So he, one memorable thing he said to me was that a lot of artists for him, when he sees them, they do hip hop on stage, but when they get off, they're just living ordinary, average lives. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But for him. He's embodying that uh, off stage as all well. Day, all night long. Um, so. you know, what does that mean? I gotta be honest, though. A lot of hip hop artists say things like that. Right. Now. A lot of them say, you know, they they're not real hip hop artists because they acted on stage, but when they get off stage, they don't know what hip hop is. And I'm all about hip hop, and that's kind of what a hip hop artist says, right? What does that consist of? Do, off stage, what is he constantly rapping? Is he constantly he just, um, his, living that lifestyle? Everything mm. about him himself is what he's trying to get to but I've heard that a lot from a lot of artists (laughs) it just sounds non-hip-hoppy to us but But yes so in the more recent years um, they've been uh, part of Show Me The Money which is a big reality competition show in Korea so Mm -hmm. they were on seasons 3 2014 Mm -hmm. and season 5 of this year Okay, and they were producers there and most recently just last month Toki and the Quiet started a new label called Ambition Music. And this is more of like a sister label? It's like a, yes, a brother-sister label. Okay. And here they have really just three young um, artists who are just starting in the scene. Mm-hmm. Kim Hyun, Changmo, and Hash Swan. And it's interesting how the label takes its name from the Quiet's album title, um, which he released in 2013, called Ambition. Oh. But here he spelt it with a Q. Ambition. T-I-Q-N. T-I-Q-N. <laughs> but yes. Uh-huh. I'm still wrapping my neck. <laughs> yes. It's because I don't live and breathe hip-hop. Right. I don't understand it. We will Got never it. get it. Yes. <laughs> so now he, they have a new label and they're just, you know, um, looking out for the new new, new people on right. this, in um, the scene. What's really interesting, though, about the whole Illionaire Records and Toki and The Quiet getting together is that they're both very strong-willed. Mm-hmm. Very, yeah, I, mean, I don't yeah. know them personally, but just by their image and their music, that, yeah. they're both two very strong-willed people. And for two people like that to come together to form a label, mm-hmm. it, it couldn't have been easy. But also because he's older than Toki, so I think they have a good relationship. Yeah, but Toki doesn't seem like the type of person to care. Oh yeah, I don't care if you're older than me. It's like you know, <laughs> no. like, he's, he doesn't seem like he would care. I think he's. I think he's a good. She's like I don't know up to there, (laughs) but it's great. I think the the fact that these two huge brains Mm -hmm. came together, came together, yeah, uh, they made an amazing label, and and I guess it's got to be easier because they're they're doing their own music, right? Right. So it's not like they're bumping heads. There's no compromise, right? That's what they said. So that's why it Mm -hmm. works. Uh, Learned so much today about uh, the quiet, and uh, can't wait to find out where we're going to go again next week. Next week we're doing Toki. Oh, we're going to move yes. Perfect. Uh, I'm going to have to go back and watch all those shows where he flaunts all his uh, assets. <laughs> he is so rich, man. I just want like one diamond. <laughs> she said, I just want one diamond. That's all I need. Uh, but of course, you can leave us with the, a note. A yes, note. A, a quote. A quote. So from this the quiet. is uh, The Quiet during our interview. This is what he said. For me, hip hop came at a time when I was struggling in life. It was a savior that suddenly came into my life and led me into a positive direction. When I make music today, my goal is to take hip-hop in that positive direction. Oh, well said. Perfect. Here is The Quiet with... Living in the Dream. Thank you so much, Kelly. Bye.